This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WBC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Thanks for listening. We have an action-packed show coming your way. Three guests, which uh, is a lot. We're going to cover China. We're going to cover the elections. We're going to cover... All sorts of things. The JFK assassination. Mark Shaw, who has been a fan favorite on the show, he's going to join me in a little bit. But on almost a daily basis in these local commentaries, I tell you my opinion on something Eric Adams has done. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Well, now I have to be honest with you. I think yesterday will go down in history as the most significant day in the history of the Adams administration. I'm sure you've heard about it by now or read about it by now, but Mayor Eric Adams made a huge announcement in terms of how our city is going to deal with the mentally ill. This was the mayor yesterday. Those suffering from severe mental illness have more than a right to exist or survive. They have a right to health care, housing, and treatment, a right to dignity and respect, a right to safety and security, and above all, a right to hope. New York City is going to hospitalize mentally ill people involuntarily. He has directed the police and emergency medical workers to hospitalize people they deem too mentally ill to care for themselves even if they pose no threat to others. This is huge. This is the single biggest contributor, in my view, other than bail reform, which the mayor has no control over. This is the single biggest contributor to violent crime on the streets of our city. And I've been saying this for literally years. Go back and check the record. Mental illness, serious mental illness, violent mental illness is not a civil right to be protected. Violent mental illness is a disease that needs to be treated. And if you're violently mentally ill, you are not doing yourself a favor or certainly the community at large a favor by being on the streets. Way to go, Mayor Adams. And if he lives up to this promise, he is going to have no greater supporter on this than me. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I'll tell you, the more we learn about former Mayor Bill de Blasio and the things that went on in his administration, the more we realize that it's even more atrocious than we realized. The former mayor apparently violated the conflicts of interest rules more extensively than previously known, but the city's ethics board kept the breaches under wraps by admonishing him privately. What? This is crazy. The the city's ethics board admonished the chief public official in the city of New York 
privately? What good does that do? Part of the whole reason we have an ethics board is not only to get politicians to know what's ethical and what's not and get them to behave in a more ethical way, but to shame them when they're not behaving in an ethical way. I have to once again hand it to the city, a terrific news outlet in the city, a nonprofit news outlet. Letters obtained by the city show that the former mayor violated the city's ban on using government resources for political purposes, including attacking Donald Trump. Twice in 2016, the Conflicts of Interest Board sent a letter to the mayor privately warning him that his conduct ran afoul of the city charter. The first letter admonished de Blasio for using government workers at City Hall to operate and maintain his personal Twitter account. No kidding. You think that's a no-no? He needed an ethics board to tell him that? The second letter in late November of 2016 wagged a finger at the mayor for 16 political emails sent from his government BlackBerry device. This, and by the way, the only reason this was brought to the Conflict of Interest Board's attention was because of the WikiLeaks document dump that also exposed the DNC emails during the presidential campaign that year. You remember the big kerfuffle that was made over WikiLeaks and the Hillary emails, the Podesta emails? That same document dump is the only reason we know at this point about de Blasio being warned by the Conflict of Interest Board. Well, it's the only reason they knew, I should say, about these emails that were being sent using government resources for campaign use. This is outrageous. There ought to be some changes to the Conflict of Interest Board policy that if you warn someone, any elected official, but especially someone of the magnitude of the mayor, they ought to have to disclose that to the public. Additionally, I'd like to know if they've issued any warnings to Mayor Adams thus far. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One of the stories that we covered last week, which got a great deal of attention and a lot of people wrote to me about, a lot of people called in to comment on, was the story of an attorney who came upon a car with a license plate that had one of these decals that's designed to hide one of the digits. The decals are dis- are are disguised as a leaf or something like that, so they don't immediately set off any alarms. But if you get up close, you can see it. So the lawyer went up to this vehicle and took off the sticker that was obstructing one of the digits on the license plate. The motorist was in the car, the driver was in the car, confronted the lawyer, the motorist calls the police, the police actually arrest the lawyer, hold him for several hours, and charge him with criminal mischief. And we had a whole debate about whether this was the right thing for the lawyer to do, the right thing for the driver to do, the right thing for the cops to do, and people had varying views. Now, my friend Gersh Kuntzman, who is a terrific journalist and a great guy and a a friend of mine for about 22 years, he has started doing a series of videos called Criminal Mischief, the very same crime that that attorney was charged with. And what he's doing in these videos is he's going all over the place, all over Brooklyn, and finding these illegal decals and removing them. This is what it sounds like. Hey, it's Gersh Kuntzman continuing our Criminal Mischief series around the city. We got a hearse now. Hey, Jimmy, can you show the license plate? Get down on the license plate if you can, Jimmy. And I'm going to paint the numbers back on because we don't want this guy to get a ticket, do we, Jimmy? No. We never want this guy to get a ticket. And then we'll... We're just showing proper respect for the dead here. Just proper respect. You getting this, Jimmy? You getting all this? Yep. All right. And so we got our paint, and that should do it. And now we're off. 
Respect for the dead. Criminal mischief. I think this is hysterical. Now, I'm not encouraging anyone else to do this, but we have a real problem with both placard abuse and people using these illegal license plate hiders. And this is a problem that I don't think the mayor or the police department have gotten a handle on, and I think there needs to be a serious crackdown. I'm not talking about announcing a crackdown and then not doing anything because all these city workers have these decals on their license plate. I'm talking about a serious crackdown. We have a real problem with pedestrians getting hit by cars in the city. My stepmother almost died when she was hit by a car that was going way too fast. Now, if that person who was speeding got caught by a camera and they had one of these decals, they wouldn't have even gotten a ticket how is that fair there needs to be a serious crackdown on placard abuse and on these decals and i'm glad gersh is bringing attention to this issue even if i don't encourage this degree of vigilantism it is funny though beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight The New York State Controller, Tom DiNapoli, once again retains his title as my favorite statewide elected official in this state. He has issued a new report, and the reason primarily, one, is because everyone else is so terrible in my view, but he's actually issuing reports and doing audits and putting out information that is useful, not only to the public, but to the legislature and to the governor. And if they would actually simply add and look at the numbers that Tom DiNapoli is releasing on issue after issue, I think it would lead to much sounder public policy implications. But according to a new report by the state controller, The MTA, the agency that my friend Curtis Lewa refers to as the money-taking agency, but in actuality is called the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, their plan to pay down debts won't be enough to avoid massive budget gaps as ridership remains low and federal aid runs out. It's as simple as that. There are not enough people taking the trains, not enough people taking the buses, and the federal aid is about to run out. So that means the MTA is going to be in a heap of trouble. What does that mean for me? What does that mean maybe for you? That means once congestion pricing is implemented, they are going to bang us out for every possible dollar. It will have nothing to do with providing a disincentive into driving into Manhattan. It's going to be all about making up this revenue shortfall that the MTA has acquired. So where does that leave us? Well, here's what I'm asking you. I simply cannot afford to pay a massive daily congestion pricing fee for the privilege of getting to work. So what I'm asking you to do is to start taking the train again. Start taking the bus again. Whether you need to or not, just go for a joyride on the subway. Go for a joyride on the bus. Hey, look, don't be afraid. Mayor Adams is going to start locking up the violently mentally ill people or institutionalizing them, I should say. Even if you don't need to take the train, even if you don't need to take the bus, start taking it so that we can help the MTA make up this revenue shortfall. Take it three, four, five, six times a day, even if you don't have to go anywhere. Because let's face it, the Frankster cannot afford a hefty congestion pricing fee. Do me a favor. Take the subway for me, even if you won't do it for yourself. Beam me up. To be continued.